The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in, pr in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Great. Yeah, Matthew 25. Um, we're, uh, this is always a, a powerfully uh, evocative passage and uh, significant, I think, I th you know, in order to, um, to really kind of grapple with it uh, and, and to engage it on, its, uh, on any number of levels, I think, that are presented to us both, you know, in its, in its retelling, say, out of context in the, in the liturgy and then also um, for us, you know, putting it back in its context and and seeing if seeing if we can, you know, get something go go a bit further with the thing. So, yeah. First of all, I think um, you know, when, whenever we look at the passage, we're reminded of the the corporal works of mercy. Yeah, I think this tradition dates back to at least Saint Augustine, uh, but but he really brings it into effect, especially in his uh, exposition of this particular uh, passage. Yeah, we see that the the giving of food to the hungry, the giving of drink to the thirsty. The welcome to a stranger, clothing the naked, um, you know, caring for the ill and imprisoned, and uh, visiting the imprisoned. Yeah, there, this is it's significant, right? What these are these are bodily works. These are bodily works, and they're for bodies. Okay, so the first thing is to remember that we are we are bodily beings. Yeah, this is uh, pretty significant, right? Because we are we're body and soul. We're we're the hinge of creation. We we are tasked you know, uh, uniquely among uh, God's creatures with bringing earth to heaven and bringing heaven to earth. We do that in prayer and we do it in love, okay? We do it, we do it in prayer, in praise of God. We turn over everything we have and are to Him, you know, preeminently in the sacrifice of the Mass, but also in our prayer, we're turning ourselves, our lives, our hearts, everything that we have and are over to Him. And then we're animated by the life of heaven. We're bringing heaven to earth. We're inspired by charity. We go out and do all the works of charity. And the works of charity are bodily. They're made bodily in us. Yeah, when we commit to doing the works of charity, when we're doing works of charity, we're, we're bringing God's love to life. We're making his love flesh, is bodily in us. 
and it's in the, for the bodily good of the other. Yeah, these are at least the corporal works of mercy, right? So this not the spiritual works of mercy. Here we're getting practical. And I think it's important at the beginning of Lent to get practical about the corporal works of mercy to do, to do the things, okay? And at least as we, as we bring heaven to earth, we have to recognize that the good of doing the things for ourselves, yeah, the making flesh of love that we, that we do in all these many ways and many more besides. Yeah, we have to commit ourselves uh, to the practical uh, and bodily things. Okay, so that's, I think, the first pass at, at, at the passage. And feel free to, to go back and, and look and, and, and glean for yourself you know, what it is the Lord is perhaps asking you to do at this Lenten season as it relates to the corporal works of mercy. Okay, so this, this is one. The second pass is to say there's something else going on here. Yeah, we see this, this setup, okay? The frame, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, all the nations will be assembled before him. So we see this, the passage is actually a judgment of nations passage. And this is, this is not a foreign passage to a first century Jew. The, the, the thematic, um, um, how do we say, the, the, the theme of the passage is not foreign uh, to, to a first century Jew. The sense is, but, but there is something that's radically different about what's going on, right? So in the mind of a first century Jew, the, uh, the nations gathered yeah, in order to be judged by God, to bring his justice to life in the world. An even better way, in fact, to, to look at it is to say, you know, read this, read, we read the Psalms and we see that the Messiah has the responsibility or uh, the position to judge the nations to bring about God's justice. Okay, the, and there's, there's a lot of Messiah language in this as well, right? We have the king, we have the shepherd, right? The, these, are all, these are all Messiah words. So as, as the Messiah has taken his throne, taken his position, and is then ruling over the nations, bringing justice to bear throughout the entire world, yeah, then we get the judgment of nations. Yeah? So this is, um, it's, this is, this is well-worn stuff. But what's new about it is that Jesus is no longer applying this judgment of nations to Israel and the nations, the nations being judged on how they have treated Israel. He's rewriting the, the boundaries to say it's not anymore Israel, but his renewed Israel, right? Because what does he do? What does he say? He says, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. What you did for one of these least ones, you did for me. Right? Who, and who, who are the least ones or the least brethren of his? The brethren of his are those who do the will of the Father in the context of having received the call of Christ and followed him. So Jesus is there to proclaim the kingdom of God, repent and believe in the gospel. Those who are repenting, they're, they're turning from their way, they're going the way of God that they, dis, that they find in Christ Jesus or find the power to follow in Christ Jesus. These are the brethren. Okay, these are the brethren. And then the nations here then are, the, are judged on how they treat the brethren, how they treat God's new Israel. Not God's, not say the Israel of old, but now God's renewed Israel that is centered on Christ Jesus. Okay? So no one's, okay, this is penitential for me. It's going to be penitential for me, isn't it? You got, I mean, I know Greg's wearing a sunglasses. It's very hard to, to get his expression, you know, but it's like, okay. Yeah, okay, we all tacking along? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, you're not even going to give me that. Okay, great. 
Um, it's just, it just means that there's going <laughs> to be no end to the homily. Do you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, thanks, John. Yeah, okay. John's going to get very vocal now. Okay, good. Yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, so we've, we've got that, okay? This is significant because, again, our judgment then is not in the way that we do the corporal works of mercy. Our judgment is, what our task is, is to be Jesus' brethren. Yeah, so it's for us to do the will of God. And then not worry about the way that people are treating us as a result of our, say, enacting the will of God or following the will of God, following Christ Jesus. Yeah, so he, and, and there's, there's a bunch of significant stuff, I think, to, um, to work out there. But I'll leave that to you, right? I'll give that to you. And, and on, on your level, you can figure it out. But that is, you know, the, the thrust of the thing is that it's ours to follow Jesus and it's theirs, right? There's an us and a them. We're the, we are the ones, we're the brethren of Jesus. We simply follow him in faith. So we, we are doing that heaven and earth thing, right? We're exercising our priesthood and our kingship. We're offering everything we have in our, to God through and with and in Christ Jesus. And then we're pouring ourselves out in God's service. The rest doesn't matter. How we're received doesn't matter. How we're treated, it doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter at all. It's ours to be faithful. Everybody else, right, the them, will be judged on the way that they interact with Jesus as they come in contact with us who are members of his body. But that means that we have to be members of his body. Okay, so that's that one pass. Okay, my, la- my last pass is this because it plays, it plays into my theme for the season, right, of smallness and sincerity. Okay, smallness and sincerity. So we're going, to do, we're going to do the things that God is calling us to do. We're going to, animate, we're going to be animated by his charity. We're going, to, we're going to do the things that bring his love to life, the, the things that he calls us to do. And I say the small things, the places where we're going to get traction because we can put our whole heart into, into what we're doing. Okay. And the other is sincerity. And I, w- I want you to listen to the response of the two groups of people. And we can hear, right, who is, who is locked in, who is gaining traction in charity, and who is not? Who is sincere in their devotion and their activity, and who is not? Okay? So we see, I was hungry, you gave me food, and the rest. The righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? Okay. Can I say, this is, they're bearing the marks of um, active listening. You know, this is, they have listened very well to what the king has said, and they're concerned to echo back to him what he has said, right? They're asking sincerely the question, okay? Now look at the other group, right? The unrighteous. Lord, when did we see you? Hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison, right? Just run right through it. Think, look at the care that the first group takes. When do we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When do we see you ill or in prison and visit you? Right? And here it's just, when do we see you hungry, thirsty, stranger, naked, ill, prison, minister, whatever? There's no, there's no care at all. Okay, so the season of Lent, for me then, yeah, this is the, this is the space in, in this passage. I think, it, I think it serves us well to consider it. Are we growing in sincere love, or are we not? Are we just going through our, our devotions quote-unquote devotions, as the things that, the boxes that we have to check, 
right? Hungry, thirsty, stranger, naked, ill, prison, whatever, okay? Are we doing, is that, the, is that what our life looks like? Or is it with real care and concern? Not only for Jesus, but also for the brethren, yeah, the members of the body of Christ. When do we see you hungry and feed you? We want to know, you know, we want to know, we want to know more, we want to, we want to get into it, we want, we want our love to be more sincere, we want our love to be deeper and, uh, and truer, as it were. So this, this is the challenge for us, I think, right, is to, is to engage uh, the King, King Jesus, um, with all sincerity, uh, want, to, want to give ourselves over to him in thankful praise. It means that we want to adore him, want to love him. And so we make acts of, of faith and hope and charity today with, with true devotion, uh, knowing that the, the king sees, sees it all. He sees it all. And he's inspiring and animating us in our every Christian act. Yeah, and we know that we, know that we have him as our, as our strength and support. He gives us the, nourish and, and the nourishment and sustenance that we need uh, to persevere today in these lives of great charity that he's called us to.